You're listening to the Paradigms Perspectives Podcast. Have you ever wondered, there has to be a better way to achieve my dreams and to achieve my goals and do it in half the time and half the stress? Well, that's exactly what we do on the Paradigms Perspectives Podcast. We give you tools, strategies, resources, insights, and different perspectives on different areas of your life. We also cover current events that are going on in the world as well to help you achieve those dreams and goals and half the time we have to stress. On behalf of the Paradise of Perspectives podcast, I would like to say thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Paradise of Perspectives podcast. You're in for a special treat today. And this is an episode I've been wanting to do for a long time. And this is an episode that I really want to highlight because these group of people uh, don't really get the credit that they deserve. But these group of people are what really make every successful enterprise happen. Yes, these are the real superstars. These are the real rock stars. Not the marketing rock stars, but the real rock stars. And today we're going to talk about entrepreneurs. Correction, entrepreneurs, yes. Not entrepreneurs, but intrapreneurs. And the difference between an entrepreneur and an intrapreneur, as Patrick David uh, once said when he was an entrepreneur is that the only difference between an entrepreneur and an entrepreneur are two things. Number one, the entrepreneur is the one that either puts up their own money or they go out and get the money. And then number two is that the entrepreneur it takes all of the responsibility. So they have the highest upside but they also take the most responsibility so the success and the failure of the business lies on the shoulders of the entrepreneur but it's really the entrepreneurs that really make the business successful when you look at any successful enterprise like i said i know the entrepreneurs are the ones that get the glory and the glamour but it's really the entrepreneurs that make the day-to-day stuff happen so that you can have those results. So that is the difference between an entrepreneur and an entrepreneur. So let's get started talking about entrepreneurs. They are the success catalyst for million and billion dollar enterprises. Okay, let's go. So the first thing to learn about an intrapreneur, like I said, the success catalyst, as I like to call them, is going back to the episode that I talked about with self-awareness. Intrapreneurs are very self-aware, yes. Intrapreneurs are very self-aware. And... Like I said, they have that entrepreneurial spirit, but they don't have to be the top guy or the top girl. 
not only that, they're very comfortable with their role. But what I mean by that is this, right? When you're an entrepreneur and you have self-awareness, you don't have to be a senior vice president. You don't have to be in the C-suite and you don't have to be the CEO. I'll repeat that one more time. When you're an entrepreneur and you have self-awareness, you don't have to be a senior vice president. You don't have to be in the C-suite. And you don't have and you're not a CEO. Not granted, some most entrepreneurs are senior vice presidents or they are C-suites. But you also have what I would like to call operational entrepreneurs. Yes, I'm going to go ahead and coin that term right now. Operational entrepreneurs. Or strategic entrepreneurs. And I would actually say I probably was both. So you may say, okay, Joe, well, what's the difference? Okay, I'll give you the difference. The operational entrepreneur has the components of both corporate and entrepreneurial entrepreneur or, or of entrepreneurship or an entrepreneur. So the organizational entrepreneur, this is these are people that they have vision, they think big, and they can run operations at a very, very high level, but that entrepreneurial spirit is present there. So they're good at being uh, entrepreneurial, but when it comes to operations. And like I said, they're not in the sweet suite. So that's the difference. They're not a senior vice president, they're not in the C-suite, but they're very good at operations. But they also have that entrepreneurial spirit that they bring to that operations, which makes that operations very dynamic. So that's what an operational entrepreneur is. Now, the strategic entrepreneur is a level up. So they understand operations, but their results and their effectiveness and their influence is so high, it's strategic to the fact that it's unconscious competence or what I like to call cognitive competence. So the strategic entrepreneur they're not a senior vice president, they're not a C-suite, and they're not a CEO. Um, they understand operations, but not that's just not what they stop at. They're also very strategic and have influence outside of the company as well, outside of just an operational context. So the strategic entrepreneur has other skills as well, which is what I'm going to talk about later, but one of them being uh, competency. They understand branding. 
and, there, and, and many other topics that I'm going to talk about later on that the overall entrepreneur has. But the only difference between a, I meant to say correction, entrepreneur, but the only difference between an entrepreneur and an operational or a strategic um, entrepreneur is scale or rank. So like I said, entrepreneurs, uh, you can have entrepreneurs at any level, but most entrepreneurs are um, senior vice president level or C-suite uh, executives. And like I said before, the operational entrepreneur is somebody that's very good at operations, but it has an entrepreneurial spirit. The strategic entrepreneur is somebody that, like I said, they understand operations, but also they're very strategic with everything that they do. And they have more influence overall throughout the entire company as compared to an operational entrepreneur where operations is their thing. They just have an entrepreneurial spirit. The strategic entrepreneur, they have that entrepreneurial spirit. They understand operations, but they're also strategy plays a big thing in everything that they do. And they're also very long term. But like I said, I'm going to talk more later about some of the traits and some of the things that entrepreneurs and all entrepreneurs have. But when I talk about it and I get some of my experiences, you will see more of how this all comes together. Because I was an operational entrepreneur and I was also a strategic entrepreneur as well. Even though I was never a senior vice president, I was never in a C-suite, and I was never a director, and I wasn't even um, a senior manager. But I still had huge impact in a multi-billion dollar enterprise with multiple subsidiaries. Entrepreneurs, they know how to accurately assess their strengths and they're all okay with their strengths. That's another thing that entrepreneurs do very well. Something that some entrepreneurs don't do very well is that the entrepreneur... Uh, like I said, they know how to assess or analyze their strengths and they're okay with it. But that's also because it's less bravado and it's less ego. But I think that's also because a lot of very, very successful entrepreneurs are introverted. I'll say it again. A lot of successful entrepreneurs are introverted. So they don't have this hubris. A lot of entrepreneurs don't have this high hubris that a lot of entrepreneurs have, which I think allows them to accurately assess their strengths and to be okay with it. And not only that, a lot of entrepreneurs 
are happy with staying in their lane. You know, like, so if you're an entrepreneur, let's say you're a marketing, you're an entrepreneur in the marketing department. Hey, as long as they allow you to do the marketing from an entrepreneurial lens, you cool with that, you fine. You're not going to try to go and encroach on sales, or you're not going to try to encroach on finance, or you're not going to try to encroach on operations. You understand your position. You respect your position, and you appreciate your position. And you try to execute the best that you can regarding your position. So, yes, entrepreneurs are very good at analyzing their strengths and accepting them. Something that's very, very important to entrepreneurs is competency, yes. Entrepreneurs take pride in competency because they want to be able to produce results on demand when the time comes. That includes putting out fires, handling challenges, development, leadership, uh, employee development, growth, progress, innovation, systems, you name it, right? So they understand the importance of competency, which I say all the time. Competency comes before compensation. And part of competency is skills. And that comes down to craft skills and it comes down to leadership skills. I talked about the difference and I talked about the importance of it in uh, my last dance uh, episode. So if you want more context, you want more information on the skills and the competency and why it's important, you can go check out uh, my last dance episode where I go into more detail and I break that out. But yes, entrepreneurs, uh, competency uh, is very, very, very important. And similar to some entrepreneurs, they're willing to put in the work to improve that competency. Because just like entrepreneurs or just like executives, uh, whether they're an executive or not, uh, they like excellence. So uh, a lot of entrepreneurs are willing to dedicate the time, the resources, and everything else uh, in order to um, improve their competency, uh, making them more effective and making them more of an asset and increasing uh, their individual uh, return on investment to the company. Next, uh, continuity. Yes, entrepreneurs understand the importance of continuity. Um, They're very team-focused as well. They understand, like I said, everybody, like Bill Belichick always say, do your job. Uh, So entrepreneurs are very focused on continuity. Uh, If it's not something that is naturally or organic, if they need to let the leaders know about the continuity of the business, they have no problem doing that because, like I said, they really want uh, the business to be successful. So uh, continuity is something that is very, very important uh, to entrepreneurs. And then when you do have great continuity, it's easier for you to get stuff done. Uh, and you become very comfortable and familiar with each other to the point where 
you know, you can get, you guys communicate non-verbally, know exactly what the other person is thinking and what that person needs to do to carry out a goal or a task. So, um, continuity is important and really, it really has it in a unity, like continuity, nuity, like the more united, um, that you are, uh, the better the overall organization would be. Which now, competency and continuity bring it all full circle, which entrepreneurs also care about organizational competency. Yes, that's right. Organizational competency. See, when I was talking about competency and continuity, I was talking about that on the individual level or in a departmental level. Organizational competency, or as I previously used to refer to it as collective competency continuity, this is progress and excellence for everybody in the organization. So now it's just not about you increasing your competency or you increasing your continuity in your department. Now it's interconnected with, it's interconnected between multiple departments and multiple divisions and maybe even multiple subsidiaries depending on how big the actual uh, parental enterprise is. So organizational competency is just, like I said, it's progress for excellence for everybody. So it's like, hey, everybody needs to improve their competency. Everybody needs to improve their continuity. Now, as important as this is, this is an fairy tale where I hate to say, but I'm going to be very transparent. Unfortunately, either some entrepreneurs don't really bring this to the forefront or it's not a real urgent need in organization. So this is maybe just good soundbite. This may be an aspirational objective, but it really gets carried out. And it goes back to what I always say. You know, competency comes before compensation, right? But there are some organizations that don't want their employees to, or, or even entrepreneurs, to increase their um, competency so that they don't have to increase uh, their compensation. Because, and it's, and, it's, and it's really because the company has a branding problem or they have a revenue problem. I'll say that again. A lot of times it's because they have a branding problem or they have a revenue problem. A lot of times it's a revenue problem. So here's the thing, right? They may say, hey, okay, cool. You increase your skills, I got to pay you more money, right? But they don't think that the growth and revenue is going to be there. But the growth and revenue might not be there because they're not being strategic on how to go about uh, pulling that off. And that's also anchored in the brand. 
because there's no brand extension, there's no brand growth. So, and what and what I'm basically saying is, is that the company is not trying to put forth more effort to add more value to their clients and customers, so that they can demand more revenue, so that they can see that growth. So, if they ever wanted to turn back around and invest that growth in their employees, which their competency would go up, and when their competency or their compensation goes up. But even though their compensation is going up, the revenue and the growth of the company is going up as well. But nobody wants to talk about this. Because like I said, they're not confident that that's what's going to happen. They're, what they think is, okay, cool. If you increase your skills or your competency, I got to pay you more money. Well, I'm paying you more money based on last year's or the last couple of years' uh, revenue. And what that's going to do is that's going to eat into profit. And if that eats into the overall profit, that's going to eat into my compensation package as an executive. Because that's going to blow the budgets up. And when it blow the budgets up, that's less for me as the executive or as the entrepreneur. So I don't need that. I don't want that. So I'm hoping nobody brings this up or let me try to delay or dodge this as much as possible. Hopefully nobody pays attention to this or hopefully nobody knows what's going on with this. But in a perfect world, and if they actually put more resources to this, it can actually um, see the, uh, the results. I know, um, I forgot that name, that, that guy's name, but he was the president, you know, he was the CEO of a company, uh, of a process payment company, where they had increased everybody's salaries to $70,000. So the minimum salary at the company was $70,000. He had took pay cuts and they had worked it out. And... He said once they did that, like for the next five years, they had so they had a lot of growth because they had increased um, the salaries, and I think they might even invested in some training as well for the employees. So their competency went up, and the company's revenue went up. Now I get it. A lot of people say, "Oh, that's an anomaly. It may probably only be ten companies out there." That may be the case, but it's still possible. But I get it. The social proof is safe to do it this way. It may have been done it this way for a long time, so we're just going to stick with the agenda. But, yes, organizational competency is very, very important to entrepreneurs. Performance, yes. That's another one. Performance is very important. Entrepreneurs, they take this very seriously. Performance, very, very seriously. Like, I would say entrepreneurs on all levels, they take performance very, very seriously. I know especially I did. Especially as an operational entrepreneur, I Definitely took this serious. I mean, it was 
I hate to say it, but I'm probably was very maniacal. Man, yeah, I push people. And I think that's probably why, you know, like I said that before, I talked about it on previous episodes of, you know, how my teammates reported me to management and they told me I was taking my job too seriously and the whole shebang. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I get it. But it's just that we're very passionate. We very care about performance. And like I said, uh, entrepreneurs, you know, it's the progress towards excellence. And we love excellence. So, you know, like I said, we have that. We don't want it to happen on our watch type of thing. So, uh, yes, performance is very, 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 very uh, important in uh we as entrepreneurs take that very, very, very seriously. We don't, we don't take that lightly. Uh, the next thing too is uh, uh, strategy. Yes, entrepreneurs we're big on strategy. We want to find the best strategy so we can produce the best results. Uh, and we know that strategy helps with effectiveness and efficiency, but also to anchor back in with results and performance. So. Um, Yes, we we don't like bad strategy. And we know a lot of times uh, bad performance is because of bad strategy. So when there's bad performance, we kind of know the root cause was based in uh, bad strategy. So uh, that's something that we really care about, which is, which is what anchors the strategy is the training. And like I said, as a former corporate trainer as well, I don't talk that nausea, especially on the um, competency control episode that I did. I talked that nausea about corporate training programs and how they're terrible, how they're inadequate at best. So I'm not going to do that here. I'm going to spare you that, but... If you want to, you can go back and listen to the competency control episode where I talked about how companies fail their employees and why training programs are terrible and everything else. It was actually one of my most uh, popular uh, episodes, which I was surprised about because, like I said, I'm still in the stages where I'm still building brand. I haven't even like marketed yet. But as compared to my other episodes, like, because I get to see my analytics and where it ranks, like, I had, like, just posted it. And I think it's, like, my third best performing uh, podcast episode. So um, it's crazy. I mean, it's long, but I go into detail about things that nobody's going to talk about or nobody really wants to talk about. But yes, uh, training is very important to us as well as entrepreneurs. Um, I wish more strategic and effective training programs were created and maintained, not just these corporate structures and you just kind of check the box off and just, oh, yeah, this person got training. But uh, I mean, actually practical uh, results where you can see that their training made a difference like how it was with me. I had to create my own training program. Like, that's basically what I had to do. I had to create my own training program. And it blew all the other training programs out the water. The previous training program that was put in place, 
and even other training programs that other trainers had created. Nobody could compare to the results that I was getting, which was shocking. So, um, but yeah, performance, strategy, uh, and training, yeah, those are three big core areas uh, that entrepreneurs care about and that they try to keep on their radar. Another one, too, that is very, very important, which is related to everything that I just talked about, especially performance, accountability. Please take accountability for your actions and your performance. Accountability is very, very important. Own it. Just own it. Everybody's going to make mistakes. Everybody's going to take losses. But do not try to pass the buck off on someone else. Like I said, we all going to have our days. We all going to have our days where we don't perform the best. But one thing, though, you got to take accountability for it. Like, that was my big thing. Now, like I said, that was one of the core tenets that made my core group uh, successful was accountability. Like, man, you got to own that. But part of the, but majority of the time, it was because of a training and a strategy issue. That's what it was. It was a training and strategy issue, which then impacted performance, which now you need to be held accountable for that. So, yes, accountability. And then what anchors and what ties into that is patience. Yes, patience. Entrepreneurs are patient. A lot of times we can come off as people that are not doing much. Or a lot of people may think that we don't take it seriously. Just because we don't run and jump and stop what we're doing right then and there, that does not mean that we're not thinking about it. That does not mean that we're not strategizing about it. That does not mean that we don't have a plan in place and we're trying to uh, solve or resolve this issue. You know, you can't just, oh, well, this person's not doing this and this person's not doing it. So that, no, that's not what that means. We got to be patient. I said all the time, impatience is the number two reason why most goals or objectives go unfulfilled. Well, okay, so what's number one? Entitlement. Entitlement is number one, and patience is number impatience is number two. But that's why entrepreneurs develop patience. They know things take time. They can try to do the best plan that they possibly can. But it does happen. And patience is needed. Brandon, kind of what I was talking about with the strategic um, entrepreneur. Branding, right? Branding is very important. Internally, and externally. So entrepreneurs, they care about their own personal brand, which is also tied to the performance. What is my brand internally at this company? Right? Well, actually, there's, there's two brands really at the company, two internal brands. What is my brand 
at my position and then what is my brand as a professional at this company so i have a brand okay so for the position what i'm doing what brand do i give off for that position that's number one and then two would be okay what is my brand as a person or as a professional when it comes to a craft at this company and then three when it comes to branding is what is the how does my brand integrate with the brand and also the brand reputation for the company on the outside so or also too how does that impact my brand personally so based on the impact that I have from a branding perspective, like how does this also impact uh, the brand equity that others may have on the outside regarding our brand? So this is something that they also constantly thinking about. Next, culture. Something, something very important. Like I said, this starts all the way from the top with the CEO, but, uh, entrepreneurs are the brand enforcers these are the people that really enforce the brand i mean correction they 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 enforce the brand but i'm going to say uh culture right these are the people that really enforce the culture the entrepreneurs are the ones that really enforce the culture this is why culture is so important and culture helps with the brand. Like I said, it helps with your internal brand as a professional. It also impacts your brand at that position. And then culture also impacts our external brand, our brand equity with others. But culture, culture is very important. Once again, I did an episode on culture as well. Go listen to that. I break down culture. I break down why certain cultures don't work. I break down the issues with uh, culture that's leading to uh, not sufficient results. Like I said, I did a whole episode on culture talking about why culture is the most important word in business, how everything ties into that. And entrepreneurs know the importance of that. And they take heed of that. Not only that, the entrepreneurs among themselves also has a culture too. That's also how they're also able to enforce the culture in the organization. And similar to the entrepreneur, entrepreneur is also passionate about values. They also try to make sure that they believe the same thing that the entrepreneur or that the executives believe. They're very, very passionate about the values as well. Just like with the standards. Entrepreneurs have certain standards too as well. Just like how the entrepreneurs and the C-suites have certain standards, the entrepreneurs are right along with them. The entrepreneurs have certain standards as well. And sometimes nobody has higher standards than the entrepreneur. You know, sometimes the, that can take the entrepreneur, or even the C-suite executive off guard. When you have 
operational or you have strategic entrepreneurs that have higher standards than everybody else. And then, of course, the vision. You know, the vision of the company. Uh, that's something that's uh, very, very important to the entrepreneur as well. Because they're also looking at the company's vision, but they're also thinking about the vision that they have for the company as well. Now, it may be exactly the same, but more than likely it's, a sim- it's similar. Whereas usually 70 or 80% of the entrepreneur's vision is shared by uh, the overall company. And like I said, they're really the enforcers that keep everything together. And like I said, they're the real superstars and rock stars that make, you know, million dollar and billion dollar enterprises run like squeaky and oil machines on a consistent basis. And to end with this bonus, entrepreneurs are the real in-house accelerators. I'm going to say that one more time. Entrepreneurs are the real in-house accelerators. This is really where the huge competitive advantage comes in at. And it shows with the organizational competency. Once again, with my accelerator concept, there are five accelerators. There's mentors, coaches, consultants, trainers, and advisors. I'll say that again. There's mentors, coaches, consultants, trainers, and advisors. And beyond just being a operational entrepreneur or even a strategic entrepreneur, I was also an accelerator with all five of those capacities. And I was literally the in-house accelerator. And it wasn't just for my department. It was multiple departments within my division. So I was also a divisional and a corporate accelerator, as well as a divisional and corporate trainer. So this is how I was able to keep a lot of stuff going. This is how we was able to have a lot of success in my department and in our division. And how we was able to exceed goals. But in an enterprise, when you have in-house accelerators, it makes it easy. It also, too, helps with the uh, succession plan. Which everybody knows that in life in general, whether as a species, as a family, or even as a business or enterprise, you got to have a succession plan so that it continues to keep going. Because everything, all of us have a finite amount of time. And you just like how if you're a parent, you, you want to have kids. Why? Because you want your legacy to continue. If you are a, um, if you're an, an entrepreneur or a position of authority, you want to have somebody that you can groom to take over. When you leave the company, whether that's voluntary or involuntary, 
you want to have that succession plan. It's something that's very, very important. But but it's but it's possible because of the entrepreneur. Like I said, the entrepreneur is the in-house accelerator. These are people that can get the new people up and running. This is why my 90-day accelerator was so powerful. And it was so magnetic. Why? Because I was building up my successors. Which nobody can actually succeed me properly, but they were very functional, capable to do their job. And a lot of them went on to different departments. Some of them even went on to other uh, companies and now have successful careers. So, my final words are this. Just remember, it is the entrepreneur, not the entrepreneur, who really is a success catalyst for these successful million-dollar and billion-dollar enterprises. This concludes today's episode. We hope you really enjoyed yourself and you learned something from this episode. We want you to take those insights and these strategies and the blueprint and go out and execute them so that you can achieve your dreams and your goals in half the time or half the stress. Once again, thank you for listening to the Paradigms of Perspectives podcast, and we look forward to seeing you in another episode.